everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dutch Angle Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Samantha De La Heron, and thank you so much for tuning in. This week's episode is on the Korean movie takeover, specifically movies from South Korea, obviously. Um, but yeah, they have been taking over um, the whole Western uh, hemisphere lately, and they've been growing in popularity so much, and I love them so much, so... I decided to do an episode dedicated to this topic. Some topics we'll be discussing today are my favorite Korean movies, my favorite Korean filmmakers, and why Korean movies are gaining popularity in the US. But before we get to that, we have to give the answer to last week's riddle. So last week's riddle was what goes up but never comes down. And I'm very curious how many people got this right. It's your age. And I thought that one was very, very clever. And I'm very happy (laughs) I've been doing all these riddles because I think they're pretty interesting. All right, stay tuned for this week's riddle at the end of this episode. Let's get started. So my favorite Korean movies, um, I have not seen Minari. I know it came out um, last year and it's won a lot of awards so far and I really do want to watch it and I am planning on watching it. So I did not forget about it, but I just haven't seen it. So that's why I don't mention it. But my all-time favorite uh, Korean movie has to be Parasite, which came out in 2019. And the summary is this. Greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. It was directed by Bong Joon-ho. And I'll be talking about him a little bit. And it's available on Hulu. I highly, highly recommend. But you should watch it with subtitles. Don't watch it dubbed. It's just way more um, interesting. And just there's so much more sound that you don't get when something's dubbed. So just watch it the way that they <laughs> have have given it to us. And watch it with um, subtitles instead of it being dubbed over. Another one of my favorite movies is Train to Busan. It came out in 2016, and here is the summary in case you haven't watched it. A man, his estranged daughter, and other passengers become trapped on a speeding train during a zombie outbreak in South Korea. I just recently rewatched this with my husband because I was doing research on this episode, and I was like, oh, we should watch Train to Busan again, and he was like, I'm so down, so... It's just one of the most interesting and coolest um, Korean movies out there. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It was directed by Yeon Sang-ho. And it's available on Hulu, Prime, Crackle. There's a whole bunch of others. So if you got one of those, then you can watch it for free or, you know, with your subscription. (laughs) Another really good one that I watched in um, film school is called The Handmaiden. And it came out in 2016. And here is the synopsis. With help from an orphaned pickpocket, a Korean con man devises an elaborate plot to seduce and bilk a Japanese woman out of her inheritance. So this movie is really interesting because it has both Korean and Japanese subtitles. And um, they're different colors (laughs) depending on what language they're speaking. So it's very cool. Um, It was directed by the amazing Park Chan-wook, and I will be talking about him also. Um, It's available on Amazon Prime, and I believe it's a Prime original. 
Um, and I highly, highly recommend this movie. However, I do not recommend it for children or even younger teenagers just because of the explicit material and how much explicit content is in it. It's just very mature. So you have to be prepared for that. Um, especially with this movie and this next one. Um, the next one is Old Boy. From, it came out in 2003. And here's the synopsis. Day Su is an obnoxious drunk bailed from the police station yet again by a friend. However, he's abducted from the street and wakes up in a cell where he remains for the next 15 years, drugged, unconscious, when human contact is unavoidable. Otherwise, with only the television as company. And then, suddenly released, he is invited to track down his jailer with a denouement that is simply stunning. <laughs> this one was also directed by Park Chan-wook, and it's available on Shudder and Vudu. Um, I watched this through my school's, like, library, so that's how I got to watch it. Um, but... I do want to own this movie. It's really good. It's like banned on a lot of uh, things. Like it's banned in America on Netflix, Prime, Hulu. It's just, it's very graphic. Um, but I really do love this movie. It has some of that explicit material that I was talking about. And it's a very um, disturbing <laughs> uh, storyline. Um, and it's one of the most gory movies I've ever seen, but it's very, very fascinating. And I highly recommend anyone studying cinematography or storytelling or just loves films in general to go seek this out and watch it because it is really, really interesting. And even though it is very dark and twisted, it's, it's in a good way. So I highly recommend it. But only watch it if you can handle gore and morally upsetting situations. Okay, one more um, is Lady Vengeance. I keep wanting to say Vengeance because of Black Clover. Um, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, Lady Vengeance. It's part of the Vengeance trilogy. And for the life of me, I can't figure out the order of these movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've watched this one. I haven't watched the other two, I don't think. But... This one was really good, came out in 2005, and here is the synopsis. Lee Gum-ja has spent the last 13 years in prison for a murder she didn't commit. She fantasized about getting revenge on the various people who wronged her, including the police officer who forced her to confess and a shady teacher with whom she has a checkered past. After her release, she teams up with a group of eccentric friends she made while behind bars and sets out to clear her name and find the daughter she was forced to leave behind. Again, <laughs> this one's directed by Park Chan-wook as well. Um, as you can tell, he is one of my favorite uh, Korean directors, and he has a, an amazing body of work. This one included, it has a lot of the same themes and kind of uh, plot points as um, Old Boy does with the wrongfully imprisonment, uh, the revenge <laughs> that's why she's called lady vengeance because she seeks vengeance and i love these movies because it's like you're rooting for them but you also see how they're being their own worst enemy and it's very very fun <laughs> 
and it's really interesting. This one is very gory as well, but definitely not as gory as Old Boy. Um, but I highly recommend it. It's available on Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Tubi. <laughs> so if you have one of those, go watch it. It's very, very interesting. It made me cry. <laughs> it was like so emotionally taxing in some parts, for me at least. Um, but it's very worth the watch, so I would definitely go watch that. Next up, we're talking about my favorite Korean filmmakers. Whoop-dee-doo, who is first? Yes, it's Park Chan-wook. This isn't very um, <laughs> uh, surprising, especially since we just talked about three of his movies, but he has done Old Boy, The Handmaiden, Lady Vengeance, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Snowpiercer, which is an American release, Thirst, and Stoker, which I believe Stoker was also American. Um, he's won the 2018 BAFTA Award for Best Film Not in the English Language category for The Handmaiden. Um, and his work is just truly amazing. And the reason why he caught my eye so much um, is just because you can see how his mind works and yet he still continues to surprise you <laughs> throughout his filmmaking. And just camera angles, cinematography, directing, it's all glorious and I would definitely look into his work if you haven't seen it. Next up is Bong Joon-ho. He's done Parasite, which he wrote and directed, Snowpiercer, which he wrote on, Mother, The Host, and Okja. I have not seen Okja yet, but I've heard it's good, so if you have seen it, um, tell me if you liked it because I would like another movie to watch. He's won three Oscars in 2020, all for Parasite in the Best Motion Picture of the Year, Best Achievement in Directing, and Best Original Screenplay categories. People were really upset about him winning um, Best Motion Picture of the Year for Parasite because it's not like an American movie or whatever. But like, it's just, if that film wins, then like, why are you mad? We're supposed to be celebrating filmmaking and just great movies and when you make it a political or bordered thing, it just isn't fun anymore. So ask yourselves why you're doing it in the first place. Anyway, check out Bong Joon-ho, a very, very amazing uh, film filmmaker. So those are the two that I decided to highlight. There are many, 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 many more, obviously, but do go look into them, watch them. They are amazing, and <laughs> I hope you guys will check them out. So now we're going to go on to our last piece, and it's why Korean movies are gaining popularity in the U.S. So uh, I based these off of this um, really good article. Uh, it's on the Film Daily website by Victoria Stu. I think that's how you say her last name. It's S-T-E-S-T-U-E-W-E. And the article is called, Here's Why Korean Movies Are Better Than Recent Hollywood Flicks. And I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can read the whole thing. And she highlights more filmmakers that I didn't talk about. And um, she did a really good job. She interviewed someone from the BBC. And they said, South Korea has the highest cinema attendance in the world per capita. And I thought that was a really, really cool statistic. Because I thought Americans <laughs> loved movies. But apparently... South Korean people love movies more than us, and more than anyone for that matter. So you could see why they have 
really, really good films that are becoming more popular in the West. And then she also said, During one of his three Oscar wins, Parasite director Bong Joon-ho famously said, Once you overcome the one-inch-tall barrier of subtitles, you will be introduced to so many more amazing films. With a newfound attraction to Korean media, especially thanks to Parasite and the mass appeal of K-pop, Western audiences appear to be more willing to watch films with subtitles. This is very true. Um, it's been kind of <laughs> coming out of the woodwork a little bit. Like, I know the popularity of Studio Ghibli films. Um, I was introduced to them dubbed. I didn't watch them with subtitles. Um, and I wasn't really into anything with subtitles until I got into anime. And then everything I watched was in subtitles. And then I just watched the Demon Slayer movie, which blasted <laughs> Spirited Away out of box office records. And it's, I watched it, um, dubbed, but it was honestly a really awesome experience and tons of people loved it and they're more open to seeing it with subtitles. It's becoming more and more, um, something that we're used to. And so I love that Bong Joon-ho said like the one inch tall barrier of subtitles because it's very true. It's like, if that's what's stopping you from watching a great movie, like get over it and jump that tiny little barrier. You can do it. It's only an inch tall and you'll find some really, really cool and amazing things like all the movies I just listed. And so now we will move on to this week in film history. So on June 8th, 1984, Gremlins was released. And on June 9th, 1934, the first appearance of Donald Duck was in a cartoon, The, the Wise Little Hen. And that was This Week in Film History. So now on to this week's riddle. A man who was outside in the rain without an umbrella or hat didn't get a single hair on his head wet. Why? A man who was outside in the rain without an umbrella or a hat didn't get a single hair on his head wet. Why? And look for the answer at the top of next week's episode. What is the best South Korean movie you've seen? Please, please tell me. I am very interested to know because maybe it's different from ones I listed here and I can go watch something new. <laughs> um, subscribe to this podcast wherever you are. Please leave a review. It doesn't have to be a good one. I just want you to be honest and if you leave me a review, it helps other people find this podcast. So thank you for um, doing that. <laughs> and if you want more episodes, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. You can contact us on Instagram at DA Chronicles Pod all together and email us at DutchAngleChronicles at gmail.com. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day, week, month, and year, and this has been the Dutch Angle Chronicles podcast with your host, me, Samantha De La Heron, and I will see you on the next one. Bye!